I am waiting and looking out the window at the mail lady for her to give me my iPhone. Hit it. Oh yeah, it is all a dream. Hello party people and welcome to another episode of Astonishingly Me. I'm so happy that you came back for another episode. And the amount of love and support that I've gotten from friends, from family, and from everyone has just been so outstanding and astonishing (laughs) that I just want to thank you all for listening. And I hope you continue to listen Um, and not just love the show, but critique the show. Tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like, and certainly so we can mold this show into something that we all can listen to and love. Um, but I also wanted to bring up a new format for the show. I think last week was fun. It was the first episode, but going into the future of this podcast, I definitely want to hone in on the part of being the most astonishing version of ourselves and what does that look like? And every week we're going to have a theme and that theme will be what we focus on and we're just going to talk about everything in between. I still like pop culture. I still like what's going on in the world. So If that counts, I'm going to bring it in and just, you know, tie it in real quick just to make it exciting, but also talk about real things. So for instance, today we have the amazing, the incomparable Brittany Moore on the show and we talk about friendship and who are we if we don't have friends and we don't have support systems. So we just talk about what it looks like to be a friend and we also look at what does it take to get rid of a friendship and we just go from there we had so much fun together uh something that probably should take in an hour took about three so again the amazing Brittany moore is on the show this week and here's her interview i'm so glad all right here we go all right so our first guest on astonishingly me will be the amazing Brittany moore um, what more can I say about this next guest? She is incomparable, driven, God-fearing, and strong-willed. She will change the world through science, and she is currently a fellow working in cancer research. No mountain is too big for her to traverse. She is the player you want on your team, the friend you want on in your life, and the one person bold enough to actually make a change in the world. I'm so happy to have Brittany. Hey, well, that was such a nice introduction. Can I get a copy of that for my resume? We'll type like, it up for your birthday. Those are, <laughs> those are some pretty good uh, spark words. But hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here on the podcast, Astonishingly Me. Can't really say that word yet, but it's beautifully <laughs> titled. Um, yes, yeah, literally excited. my name <laughs> minus the H, and you know it's always about me. So astonishingly me. Yeah, I feel like you just have to go at a slower pace to fully get it. Astonishingly out. astonishingly me. Yes, but a great. <laughs> so this week we're gonna talk and. This week's theme is friendship, and I wanted to bring on someone that I've known for almost about six years. Next year will be six years, and but we've only been friends for about six to seven months. Maybe I'll give us eight, you know, not to take out any of the the good times. But um, I definitely wanted to talk about friendship and explore this crazy thing and how friendships and support can really make us better people. And but before we get into like the sappy stuff, I definitely want to bring up something. So. Brittany really enjoys Mariah Carey Christmas music, right? Yes. And yes. I, <laughs> and she recently was telling me how that is a time when she just puts on the Mariah Carey Christmas album. Well, our grand dom of Christmas, the princess of Christmas, right after Mrs. Claus herself, 
Recently, have you heard? She recently was accused of sexual <gasps> assault. Okay. Yeah. See, sexually assaulting who? So apparently uh, her bodyguard um, has accused her of sexual assault. And he has pretty much said that she called him in to move her luggage, quote unquote. And she was wearing sheer underwear and sheer uh, garments. And yeah. And, wow. and also of different types of harassment so for instance he said he's caucasian or white and he has said that she um called him a skinhead a nazi and said how she wanted to be around black guys quote unquote then why she hire him in the first place i you see that's the question and and uh, and so he's suing her for they didn't say in the articles, but I'm using my law degree. A breach of contract. <laughs> and so he's suing her for a breach of contract, so for past payments and also the remaining of the contract. But he hasn't sued necessarily on the sexual harassment claims, but he did propose it in mm-hmm. his complaint to the court. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was interesting, and I think it's... I kind of talked about in the last podcast how it's like the Harvey Weinstein effect is what they're calling it, exactly. but also it's kind of crazy because... If this happened, if you were fired from her employment as her bodyguard in June, or yeah, I think they said June of this year, 2017, then why are you just talking about it now? Granted, it does take time to get together a complaint and file with the court and do all that. So it does take time. But if she really did this, then why haven't we talked about it before? And so, again, I talked about we never want to shame people. We never want to say, oh, you did this, you did that, da-da-da. But... It's just so crazy. And, you know, she's going on her winter concert tour. Yeah. Um, and this is Mariah's season. Right. Let's be honest. Her New Year's. Like, her <laughs> whole rough, entire but... <laughs> album has been downloaded on my phone since November. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, just talking about the whole idea with the sexual assault. And I think... So for one, Mariah Carey, that that shocks me. I would have never guessed that that would happen. But mm-hmm. I'm also not going to invalidate this male story because sexual assault is a real thing and people experience sexual assault in very different mm-hmm. ways, no matter how minute or how major it may come off to the public that you're telling. Um, but I also think with this whole campaign that was started by or with Harvey Weinstein and Alyssa Milano and her Me Too campaign, I think it's also very interesting because I see kind of a racial divide in it as well. Because being in the black community, a lot of times, a lot of times I'm specifically thinking of black men and how they're often ostracized from communities when they come together, come forward and say they have had a sexual assault happen to them. So just this last week, Terry Crews, who is an influential black figure, public figure, um, came forward and said that he was sexually assaulted mm-hmm. in front of his wife. And this was in the last 365 days. And so I feel like that was just something that was so, it was just so interesting. I guess not interesting, but I'm glad he came forward because at first, while this whole campaign was going, I'm like, oh, I feel you as a woman, I feel you. But I was really not hearing anything from the black community because the whole thing would happen with um, Lupita or not well, Lupita, well, Bill Cosby. Int- Bill, oh, Bill yeah. Cosby. It was just such a whole different. It's just a whole different. It's more supportive now, right? Mm-hmm. But when Bill Cosby came out, 
and people were saying Bill Cosby was the one who raped them and all these allegations, it was a very, it was a negative kind of, I feel like they tried to hold him up as the family man. And I think now, I think it's so sad. I was actually somewhere the other day and they're just like, ooh, crazy Bill, nasty Bill. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. God. <laughs> but but I do agree with you when it first happened, we were all like, not Mr. Cosby. Right. Like, you know, not, you know, not the Huxtables or anything like that. But I do feel like now going adversely, and I will say that, especially with the Harvey Weinstein effect, we just kept seeing white faces and white women and then Lupita came out and I was like oh my gosh Lupita it affects us all it affects all communities right. and then it went a step further like you said when Terry Crews came out and instead of it just making a white woman in Hollywood that probably makes six to seven figures maybe even eight figures a movie it became mm -hmm. a it a touches the black community as well and especially with like you said someone as influential as terry cruz he was the father on everyone hates chris yes. if you don't know that then you <laughs> must be under the age of 16 but, <laughs> right and so and when he came out i think i was more surprised than anything because mm. being a black man i think in the black community we try to like suppress so much right and then this was this man saying it happened to me and so much we're given the stigma as black men if something happens to us that it's like no you must be you know homosexual or you must be some it's like well no someone touched him and they thought they could do it to him and like you said in front of his wife and i think that was the most surprising thing and so then not even making a joke out of it but you're like well what you have to always have to be careful of the connotations that you make in public and what people really think of you. Um, and it's kind of scary that someone thought that they could fill up a grown 6'3 man in public. And it, have you ever seen the I shouldn't bring this up. Have you seen the movie Baby Boy? Oh. And you know how... black person who has it. <laughs> and you know how... Black okay, so I actually <laughs> didn't watch until I was like 20. But, um, <laughs> but I loved how they kind of said how like the black man is seen as a child for his whole life. Mm. And that's why the black man calls his house the crib. And like, mm -hmm. do you remember that? Yeah. I, oh, such a good movie. Taraji P. Henson. Classic. But um, I bring that up just to say... How do people see black people in Hollywood? Right, we're we're the unicorns, and I've actually said this about myself when I work in like the Fortune five hundreds I've worked for in different settings. I call myself like literally someone that said hi to me. I was like, "How many five four black men do you know?" I'm a unicorn. Oh <laughs> it's like I'm the only one here. Yes. <laughs> but no, literally, like they're so rare that it was so interesting that someone felt like they could touch the few. And I'm glad that he spoke up, but he didn't give us any names, which shows more to his good integrity than anything, because he said it happens to us all, period, and didn't try to, like, denigrate anyone. Right, or sugarcoat it, sugarcoat add extra it. fluff to make him seem more like a victim. And that's when I I really, his story st stood out to me. And so with the whole thing with Mariah Carey, I hate to hear that, but I also, like I keep saying, I think yeah. it's important to see that sexual assault goes both ways. A woman can sexually abuse a man mm -hmm. just as much as a man can abuse a sexual uh, sexually abuse a woman. So um, it's important to know that distinction, but it's also hurtful because now I'm gonna feel some type of way blasting her Christmas CD <laughs> on my way. Well, to it's work. allegedly, you know, in the legal it field, we, so we like to say allegedly. It, I'm still blasting. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, but no, but I do just to close this out because this was very heavy. I did look up what the actual definition of sexual assault was, and they pretty much. And in some, they said penetration, contact, or exposure without consent. And it's such so broad. And and when you make it so broad, it just makes me think, 
haven't we all been touched by that? You know, maybe maybe none of us have. Not none of us, sorry. But maybe there's a good group of us that have never experienced something like that. But when you make it so much where it's like exposure of oneself, contact with genitalia and such, and penetration, you know, yeah. I think a lot of... I lived abroad in Argentina, and I can tell you a couple times, you know, I've seen men, you know, grab women inappropriately, mm-hmm. or and then it just goes on from there, or, you know... It it just goes on, and I just think being so broad, I feel like it's touched so many of us, and I think it's something that we should keep track of and we should talk about, um, and we should be cognitive of, because guess what? The best version of you knows about the world, and you, you're not silent on these issues. Whatever your point of view is, we just can't be silent anymore. But that was heavy, but... Um, but, that was like a pound of bricks to start it open. <laughs> but I always want to start off with like one hitting story that we can all think about and look about in our own lives. Yeah. And then I want to continue on into like the general topic. So uh, back to the friendship topic. I'm like, hey, friendship, Mariah Carey, bad stuff, darkness. Okay, back out of it. We're through the hole. I told you this girl, no mountain is big enough for her to traverse. So we have traversed through that mountain <laughs> and we are on the other side. But... Um, some things I wanted to talk about in terms of friendship is how do you know your friends? And I actually read an article by Toby Young, who's actually a British writer, and he was saying how your true friends are not the ones who are there for you in bad times. Because guess what? Anyone will be there when you need them to. They're the people that inconvenience themselves for you. So I want to talk a little about that, your opinions on that. And also, how do you know your friends? Like, when is that step where you're like, oh, we're cool? Right. It's funny that you just mentioned that um, Toby Young, his article were, um, was kind of talking about how true friends are the ones who aren't there or who are there in bad times. Or they, they inconvenience themselves because anyone okay. will be there when you're in trouble, but the real ones will be there when they need to be inconvenienced and they don't mind being inconvenienced. But see, in my personal experience, my truest friends, my best friends, ride or dies, whatever, they're the ones who actually... It's easy to be there in the good times. It's easy to be mm-hmm. there when you want to be like, hey, let's go out, let's grab a drink, let's go and do this, let's do that. That's the easy part of being a friend. But oh, it's really, course. truly when you have a bad time and you really need a friend to be someone just to be there and say, hey, you know, something as simple as my tire busted and I need a ride back home, but I'm across the town, will you come and get me yeah. type deal. That's when you really start seeing the true colors as far as what kind of friends would go out of their way to help you. But I think that adds on, because I do agree with you, but I think his point was, yes, but it's it's the fact that they're driving across, let's say, so let's say that you're in, well, in the East Coast, the states are really close. So let's say you're in Virginia and you call me and I live in Maryland. Mm-hmm. That's like me driving from my house to Northern Virginia to come get you. That's helping you in bad times, but it's also inconvenient. I hate the word inconvenience, but it's true. That's inconveniencing myself versus the person who's just going to come over and like hug you. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened to you. You'll be fine. Here's a card. Here's flowers here. And you see what I mean? And I, and I've never thought of it that way because there's the hard times where you just need to hug someone. And then there's the hard times where you need someone to get in their car or buy you something or do something for you, which can be seen as an inconvenience, but in true friendship, it's not inconvenience. And let me tell you this story, guys. In his article, and please chime in, he was going on his bachelor party, and he had about eight groomsmen. I'm making that number up, but it was like a good handful of people. And only three of the people in his 
groom's party or groomsman party, whatever, came to the bachelor oh. trip. They went to Malaga, Spain, and they're from the UK, of course, and only three of the eight people. Now, who knows about cost or whatever, but, you know, and even the man who, the best man who planned the trip didn't even come. Oh. <laughs> but think about it. like You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> you're fired. We're not friends anymore. No. But, but isn't that true? Yeah. You know, if I said tomorrow, oh... Um, I have, well, let's, let's speak into fruition. Let's say I'm speaking at a legal conference and I said it's in, uh, ooh, let's somewhere exciting. Uh, where's somewhere very exciting? Puerto Rico. It's in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, we're, and I say, come with me. They, they'll give me as many hotel rooms as possible, but I won't pay for your flight and I won't pay for your food while you're there, but you get a free room. <laughs> so you're going to get inconvenient. And I'm like, and we're leaving next Saturday. Okay. But see, I, you know what? <laughs> that's extreme. It's extreme. You, I know. That's such a reach. Because <laughs> I like to reach. People got real full-time jobs in lives where they cannot get Well, what if I said the back. plane doesn't leave until midnight on Friday? Nah, nah, brother. Like people usually ask two weeks in advance. <laughs> okay. Let's, okay. But, but okay. So let's do it this way. Let's say we, I actually give you more, more than adequate time. Mm. I'm and my job or whatever is paying for the hotel. Let's say my sister's coming, my girlfriend's coming, you know, and it's like a real trip. And all the people that you would love to be around are coming. So it's not like it's just gonna be me and then I'm busy with my duties and you're just there. It's like it's a real trip and you've been offered. I probably still wouldn't go if I had no seriously. So more than adequate time. Too. I'm serious. So if I had no initial. Hey, I really want, I personally, I do love to travel. So I probably would have went on the trip, but as looking for as a friendship, mm -hmm. I don't think that's a good signifier, whether you're a good friend or not. Right. Because mm, good point. a lot of my friends, I could care less if you want to hang out with me or if we enjoy doing the same thing. So I personally love going out to clubs and bars on weekends or whatever and a lot of my friends they love sitting at home you know watching netflix and that's chilling. that's me that's ashton like, for sure just, just i'm ashton never but i like to be at me. home by myself though <laughs> like you know lock the door he's also from maryland so and i'm not so i'm still trying to get used to the whole dc baltimore one experience <laughs> but for me that doesn't i don't look at that and be like man ashton's not a good friend because he won't inconvenience himself and oh. come out with me oh my gosh she so just turned I it on me turned it all oh the way God. on you but <laughs> I was giving like fake examples and she said, what about real life? <laughs> oh my God. I would let him know, read, read your rights. So like, no, but I, I truly feel that there, there's levels to what a True. friend should do and mm -hmm. what a friend can do. Well, let's talk about it. Five top things. I know. Sorry. It's like on no. top of it, but five top things that your friend should do. Your friend should answer when you call or if they can't answer, then at T least send you a text and be like, Hey, I'm busy. I agree, but that text needs to come in like two minutes after that That's, phone call. Okay, but what if like their phone is dead or like their phone is... Sometimes I leave my phone in my car on accident. Okay, I've text. done that too. Don't get me wrong. I'm a horrible texter. I'm just... I'm a hypocrite, y'all. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not. You know what? This is about being the best you and the best me is acknowledging that I'm a hypocrite. In this instance, nothing else, y'all. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, but I... Okay, I'll agree with you. Sometimes, like, I just want some acknowledgement because I've had a couple, not a couple, let me be honest. I've had someone that I thought was my really close friend, if not best friend, do that to me, where it's like you call them and you don't hear from them for months until you call them again or you text them. Mm -hmm. 
And it's just like, what? But I agree. Okay, so that's one. Uh, pick up when I call or send me a message if you don't pick up. Yeah. One. Um, I think the second would be to be someone you can be absolutely unapologetically yourself around. Agreed. You don't have to. Agreed. Feel like you need to act a certain way. You don't have to feel like you need to talk a certain way. Someone that you can truly say, you have seen all faces of me and I'm giving you the most genuine and vulnerable part of myself. And they still love and accept you since then. But you know what? It makes me think um, because like, so our friendship's pretty new, but like just in general, um, there's four stages of... I also feel like you need to explain when you keep saying our friendship's pretty new because... People are probably like, y'all known each other for six years, yet y'all been friends for six months. So, Ashton and me, (laughs) we went to undergrad together at Pepperdine, and our friendship circles were super close and often overlapped, which was weird. And we even served on our Black Student Association one year together. But our friendship, like, calling it what it was, we were very mere acquaintances. Like, it would be, I know his name, he knows my name, we can say hi and bye. If we're in the lunch line in the cab together, we can have a short conversation. How are you? How's your life? Right. Well, maybe not how's your life life, but, like, how are you feeling today? Right. Pepper and I, so blessed. But, like, after that... Ain't God good. (laughs) But after that, we really never, like, hung out or got to a deeper portion. So... I moved out to the DMV after undergrad, and so a lot of my friends who went to Pepperdine, they are originally from here. So me being new to the area, I started leaning to a lot of those people I was an undergrad with, saying, hey, I'm new, I want to, you know, kind of experience you all's world. And so that's when Ashton and I linked up, and he has been an influential figure in helping me with my faith walk, and so far, um, (laughs) finding a church, because that was a big thing for me, is I wanted to find a church out here that I really loved. And so Ashton and me really started church hopping in we a did. sense uh, when I first moved out here. And it's then, like club hopping except you with the Lord. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no, well, there's no booze, but there's symbolic blood of the Christ ever right. first. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So that's how, when he keeps saying we've been friends for six months, it's literally been we just actually have com- conversed and everything. Well, like, but I mean like real friends, like, I call her literally on my drive from home and she'll call me any day of the week and mm-hmm. you know we we go to church together every Sunday and then when we ask each other how are you it's like it's not like how are you I'm just asking to be kind it's like no really how are you right um he gives me his honest perspective from black men because uh <laughs> black men out here in the DMV they be tripping y'all <laughs> they just be doing the most uh you it's know we don't endorse that oh. statement because the young homie right here is from the DMV, but <laughs> but anyway, but no, but I I'm glad that she explained that to you because that's why we I am exploring this topic with her because you know this is a relatively new friendship, but I have known her for a while. But it's kind of that quest of but why are we friends? And then now in going through this short list, we've only gone through two, right? But so far we both sorry y'all are hearing me pour myself a glass this is our boozy episode y'all this is our boozy episode i should have explained that um but yeah but that's why we're exploring this i'm exploring this topic with Brittany because you know and it's funny because we're going through this list and i'm like okay well when we call we pick up or there's a text message within the 20 20 minutes i'll give okay i won't be rude and be like where's your two minute text but within 20 minutes or um i feel like weird again it's weird because i've I'm not saying I put up a wall with people, but I think it's just so easy to put up walls with people that you sort of kind of know and then keep up that facade for as long as you can. And I think with our friendship, we're just like, 
You want me to be honest with you? Okay, here. Here's my life story. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll be honest with you too. Here's my life story. And we're yeah. like, oh. But, uh, and I think that's the crazy part. It's like, well, what defines a friend? And then just going on the short list so far, it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> we're, we're, we both fulfill these these lists. Um, but what else? Let's just list off the next three. Let me um, see if I have any. Um... So we said response can be your genuine self. or some you know someone that wants to see you grow mm-hmm. i think so many of us have friends yes. where it's like we can be honest with them and they do answer our phone calls but they don't necessarily want to see us grow and you can feel it and um i'm not gonna speak too much about it, but i actually have someone in my life right now where i feel it like you know every time you tell them something or you ask for their help you just they don't really help you or they yes. don't really talk to you and you just like yeah they don't want to see me they don't want to see me be astonishingly me right and you know, or you tell them about your projects, and they're just like, "Oh, what's that thing you're doing again?" You're like, "Thing? It's a podcast." Like, right. you know, I'm not saying you need to remember that it's called what it's called, but just like dismissing what you're doing. Exactly. And it's just like, are you serious? So. Which is so much harder now to find in these these times, right? So with social media and oh, all the social media mm-hmm. platforms, and this is why I have such a big issue with it is because. We're so bred and our minds are molded to compare ourselves to one another. So mm-hmm. you're on, people give, tend to give their best on social media. Now you have those few <laughs> that are they just try. like opening up their whole entire floodgates of life. Don't do that, y'all. Yeah. That's trifling. But I don't care people, that you can't pay your credit card bill this week because I will not give you $50. <laughs> most people try to give you their best. So when they're giving you their best, they're going to post things that you may think like, oh, and start comparing yourself. Why haven't I been accepted into mm-hmm. the school of my choice? Why haven't I had a raise at my job? Or why haven't I went on a trip? And so I think that's starting to cultivate a culture that makes it hard to be happy, genuinely happy for, for another person yeah. and to see them move and grow. And so it's important as a friend mm-hmm. to have a friend that really pushes you to do your best and to be your absolute best and also is actually concerned about it. So I think. One thing I love about my friends, hey, shout out to y'all, is like when we get together, it's always point of conversations where we're asking constantly, how is everything going? I remember last time you mentioned this, how did that turn out? And just asking about how things are going in one's life, yeah. that makes it seem like you actually have a serious concern. But I think that goes to point four, like having deep conversations and not surface conversations. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember this, but we were actually at a dear friend of ours, Ashley, um, they gonna put our whole government. I know. I was about to, and then part. I was like, "I was like, wait a minute, this is not limited to Pepperdine." But anyway, we have a close friend named Ashley, and she had a birthday party at a pool. And I remember that we were talking, oh, yeah. and I remember yeah. you said, "I'm trying to find friends, but I'm so sick of these surface conversations." I don't know if you remember this conversation. I said that you did. You're like, I want something deeper. I want to be able to talk to someone about like the real stuff, and not right. just. How's your day? How was work? Like, I don't even remember. And I think that also fueled how our friendship escalated mm-hmm. because it was like, well, I have very few friends here too. And I'm in, back in school, but it's just like still, it's like, it's hard to make friends in law mm-hmm. school, y'all. It's competitive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you ever heard, if you ever heard about this, Ashton, but when people tell you the best way to make friends is never to mention religion or politics, mm-hmm. my ideal is literally the exact opposite. For me to know if we can real be friends, I need to know where your religious and your political views stand. Because, yeah, but I don't. I hate politics though. Uh, so no, I love. So it. like, I don't care if I, you you like if you're passionate about something, share it with me. But I could care less. No, I'm just we like, need oh. to we need to know what's going on in the world. I need to know where your mindset is. 
health and social justice issues are real important to me. Mm-hmm. And if you can't have, if you don't know what's going on in the world around you, it's going to be really hard for me to really see. But I do agree. You, I feel like everyone should know. But for me, it just, what I mean is, I don't, not that I don't like talking about it, but it doesn't bring me happiness. You know what I mean? Like, we can talk about all day long. Like, oh, we think about this, about so-and-so, and I can't believe this man is in office. And we could say all that crazy stuff, but, <laughs> like, what makes me happy is talking about real stuff and, like, okay, and dissecting things. Like, that's why we're talking about friendship. But anyway, so having deep conversations. And then what's a fifth one? I think we had a good list here. So answers your phone calls when you call, which I actually love that one. <laughs> Oh, I need to cut some people off. Um, (laughs) So wait, what? I forgot them. Okay, so answers your phone calls. You can have deep conversations. You can be your honest self. And... What's going to be our fifth one? Um, I forgot the fourth, though. You can be your honest self. You can have deep conversations. You They answer when you call, or they reply within a certain amount of time. And... I forgot our fourth one. I okay, y'all heard it. Who cares? And I'm then, like two glasses of wine in. I really don't know. <laughs> I'm like one and a half. Let's take a sip. Um, and then our fifth one. I There has to be a fifth one. Oh, well, oh, that was the fourth one. They support your projects or yes. support your growth or they help you grow. And I think also someone that tells you the truth. Yes. You know, so That's many, a good one. And it just goes back to your social media thing. Like, it's so easy to be like, I'm in... Oh, I have a really close friend. I hope you listen to this. Um, she's from New York. Shout out. Seven years of friendship. And we actually haven't seen each other in six years until last December in New York. So you know who you are. Shout out. Um, <laughs> and that, that's that been a great friendship. Uh, but I won't talk about it right now. But anyway, the reason why I bring her up is she went on a trip and she was telling me about it. And then she was like, I was like, oh my gosh, you look so pretty. Your trip was so awesome. And you know what she said? She said, yeah, it was a great trip. But... And she told me the truth about her trip. And, like, if you looked online, you're just like, oh, my gosh, you're living this life of a millionaire. Like, who are you? But then in actuality, she was like, nah, I hated this part about it, this part about it, this happened, this happened. You know, when I took that picture, that happened to me, too. And I was just like, that's what you want. You want someone honest, not someone to be like, yes, it was a great trip, and I loved it, and I enjoyed myself. And you're just like, oh, okay. And to piggyback (laughs) on the whole truth thing, too, it's like, not to sound super cliche, but thinking of particular, my sister, my oh, my sisters, they're both my best friends. And um, it's so funny because a lot of times I will, you know, I being a girl, you'll send, I'll send my sisters a picture of an outfit I bought. And so just by simply, literally by them simply saying like, hey girl, this is not flattering on you or <laughs> you need to go ahead and return that. Like that kind of truth is just. Very superficial, but that kind of truth is real truth, you know, and it's something that no matter what I go to them, no matter what big or small issue I may be having, I know that I can get their honest opinion from it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I agree with the fifth one. It's truth. And it's a good one. Uh, Yeah. But I think we all need that. And even from strangers, sometimes you're like, I don't want to be your friend. I just need, like, if we talk or acquaintances is what I mean. Like, if we talk, I want us to be honest with each other and I want us to... I just think honesty is the key thing. Honesty is the best policy. The one thing you will never call me is a liar. Remember oh. that much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see how he just pointed and did that whole action. I was like, no. no, but I do believe that honesty and truth and integrity. Yeah. And But then also it leads me to, I do want to say, if someone's not fulfilling all of these categories, just make sure that they're maybe not your best friend, but they should be put in the secondary or tertiary or 
other categories. Um, and make sure, no, everyone is not your friend. Remember that much. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but I also want to bring it to when something is toxic, when mm-hmm. do you know to say no and when do you walk away? So for instance, I think we've all had toxic friendships where like we struggled like, but we have so much fun together and we have secret eating places to go to and, and they're the type of, and I love this about any of my friends, like that I could call them up at nine in the morning and we can go on chores, do chores together or do errands together or we can go eat breakfast and look really just not that great yeah. <laughs> and like stuff like that. And you want that, but then it's like at the end of the day, it's like, well, they're disrespecting me yeah. and they're rude. And they don't support me. And I don't feel like they're praying for me. And even if they don't, they're not religious. I don't feel like they care about my well-being. And right. and guess what? You can feel those things. And I think as people, we feel them and we lie to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, no, no, no. But we have so much fun. And we're going out to dinner tomorrow. And, and da, da, da. And then guess what? You have your third dinner date for the month. And they're talking about their issues and their problems and what they got to do. But yet they can't answer a phone call. If they do answer a phone call, it turns on them again. Mm. But when you say no, when you say, yo, this is over. (laughs) Right. And so I think like, I also love the ages of the twenties, right? So I'm 23 for the podcast listeners out here. And so someone told me at one point in time, your twenties are your best years, but they should also be your most selfish years. So it should be the mm-hmm. years where you are literally chasing things that make your heart happy, whether it's career, whether it's relationships, whatever it may be. And so kind of in conjunction with that, if something or someone is not adding any type of positivity to your life, cut it out. And if you feel like you have to justify But do you ghost actions, them or like how do you cut them out? Okay, so I mean, I've been on both sides. I've ghosted people. I have straight up ghosted people where, I mean, I don't, I feel you don't deserve my explanation. I feel like I don't have to explain myself to you, just complete ghost. But sometimes it's good for people to know the reasons behind other people's actions or the way they made you feel. Mm -hmm. So for some people, that can be a very therapeutic thing for them to say like, oh, I didn't know that I did this a lot. Or, oh, I didn't, you know, see that I was making you feel this way or affecting you this way. But I think also if you get into those situations and you feel that people can also persuade you a little bit, then to also cut them. But I honestly believe that toxic friends don't listen. And so if you're not listening, then why am I sitting down with you and telling you, well, this is how you hurt me and then and then and then and you know, and sometimes I think especially you don't want to come across as a whine, a whiner or a baby because guess what they'll say? Why don't you tell me sooner? Or if this was such a problem, then this or this or da da da, and then and also you know what I I am a fan of the ghost, the mm-hmm. ghosting. Mm-hmm. You know, we just had Halloween, so I'm a fan <laughs> of the ghost. And you know, I just I just feel like sometimes you're just like you know what you're not fulfilling me. Oh, did you ever watch Real Housewives of Orange County? No, I don't watch it. So I've never watched, I don't, I don't watch it, y'all. But, you know, I would never forget when, like, it was on TV one day, and I remember one of the characters, uh, Vicky Gunvalson, and she said her love tank. She's like, you're not filling my love tank. And, you know, sometimes if your friend isn't filling your, like, friendship tank, sometimes (laughs) you just gotta be like, you know what, this gas pump ain't working, but the next (laughs) one is. (laughs) Right. There is always a friend um, that can replace and will be better and... Yeah, but I think, again, it goes to honesty and trust and not even just trusting other people or being honest with other people, but being honest with yourself. Yeah. And being like, 
just because they want to go to the club doesn't mean that it's worth going through this or just mm-hmm. because they're fulfilling one part. But then also, as you said in our 20s, being selfish, shouldn't we have like multiple friends? Like one friend to go to the club with and one friend to do Sunday brunches with and one friend that knows all your family business and one friend that you cry with and one friend that knows all your this or that. And it's like... Which most people do. I do. It's not... I do too, but it's not fulfilling. For me, it's fulfilling. That's why I said I feel people are also in your life for a season or for Mm. a reason, you know? And so there are a lot of people who... No one's going to be the total package. No one's going to be... The friend that you can go for, ev- go to for everything and anything. I do believe they're it, out there, though. Maybe, but I feel like also sometimes you gotta fill on people's strong suits too, right? So if you connect okay, it to like one that. person and their strong suit is maybe being the person who's always willing to go out with you, who you have a good time, I'm not. That's not an invalidation of a friendship. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean that friend is not as valuable as a friend where you can go and tell all your family problems to. True. So it's just people are in your life for a reason and you kind of cultivate people around you that fulfill you in many areas that you need. And also one thing too that I was thinking of as you were kind of talking about toxic people is the great Dr. Maya Angelou. Her words always resonate with me when I think of people meeting people for the first time. And she said, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time Mm -hmm. and so sometimes you got to sit back and you have to think like wow I really got played by this person by letting them in and being so vulnerable and open with them but also that's why I think it gets very it gets very it gets to be a gray area when you start justifying oh this person's action they did this maybe because they you know they didn't eat or they did this (laughs) because they had a bad day or something like that so when you really go through your mind and you start justifying people's actions no matter how it made you feel i think that's also something you should kind of tune in and listen to your gut feeling about and really assess that relationship and how it's of value to you as a person Mm -hmm. and in your growth your personal growth you know what's interesting and i love what you just said but just going a step further even though this episode is called friendships or whatever I end up calling it, the reason I do want to say I actually don't believe in I don't, have I ever told you this I don't believe in the word I this sounds so stupid but I don't believe in the word friend or I don't believe in friends, mm-hmm. and when I say that what I mean is when you give someone the title of friend, best friend, good friend, what childhood friend, you're giving them a responsibility. And guess what? People can't handle responsibilities. And I feel <laughs> like sometimes you just need to be like, we're good. I respect you. And you're one of my favorite people in my life right now. But I will never call someone my friend. I called you my friend for the purpose of the content podcast but honestly you're so what just, do you refer to me as <laughs> like like you know this is you, Brittany this no is you know what I always say I said for the purposes of this conversation my friend Brittany but like honestly in the way I look at life you're just one of my favorite people oh. right now you know what I mean also I'm a this is a side note I'm a big believer in like um words of affirmation or like visualization and actually I think I told you a couple months ago um, so I always do an end of the year journal, which we sh- I'll have a podcast on, but one of the people that I said I really wanted to get to know in 2017 was Brittany. And so yeah. I could have never imagined that we would have clicked so well, but it, yeah. but you were on that list. So that's always fun. Oh, but nice. back to the thing, like, I just don't believe in the word friend because it's like you're giving someone responsibility. And it's kind of like what we said, the five things you want in a friend. So when I call you my friend, that means you need to pick up the phone. 
That means you need to be honest to me. That means you need to do that, 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 right? But let's say if I don't give you that title, you're just one of my favorite people. The fact that you, one, fill up my friendship tank and you're honest and you pick up the phone, it's extra. Yeah. It's like the icing and the whipped cream and everything on top. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And so some people might out there might be like, what is he talking about? You don't believe in the word friend. You don't have any friends. No, I don't have friends. I have favorite people that are friendly to me. (laughs) No, but no, but that's what I call them. I'm like, you're one of my favorite. Oh, you know what? Someone that I thought was my really close friend. They never introduced me as their friend, like in private and in birthday messages. They'd be like, you're my best friend. And I couldn't imagine life without you. And you're amazing. But in public, they'll be like, Oh, this is Ashton. And then they'll give me like some other like defining characteristic. Like we're in this together. We do this together. But it's never like this is my best friend. This is my close friend. And so then from that, I was like, but by calling you one of my best friends or close friends or good friends, you're taking, you're hurting me by not giving me the same title. Mm -hmm. So guess what? You're just going to be my favorite person because that's what you call me. Oh, this is my favorite person, Ashton. Oh, okay. That's all we are. (laughs) <laughs> got it good noted <laughs> but you're trying to say that saying someone isn't or saying someone is your favorite person doesn't necessarily mean they're not what everyone else kind of regard as a friend like it doesn't mean it's a yeah. lower than title it's just no you, no no yeah. not at okay. all not lower than just without the responsibility and because like i said people can't handle responsibilities at their job they can't handle it in their life they can't handle it in their relationships they can't handle it so why am i giving you some more responsibilities so guess what? If you don't call me, even though you said you'll call me, that you didn't hurt my feeling. You're just my favorite person. But guess what? What do favorites do? They change. <laughs> they change. <laughs> they change. Um, but, you know, I just want to put that out there. And I think we've had a great conversation on friendships. And hopefully we can have Brittany back to talk about other things and other themes. Like I said, she is an amazing woman. She has a great future ahead of her. And, you know, if anyone's going to change the world in any sort of way, it would probably be her. But how can people find you? How can people? What? <laughs> are you on so YouTube, you, Facebook? Nah, do, you, do you have a podcast? Like, no, how, how do all my social you? medias are private. <laughs> Y'all can't check on her. super <laughs> basic, so you wouldn't want to follow me anyways. You can find me just if you're ever in the DMV and you by chance look like Kofi Sorobo dark chocolate with a beard and you look like you drink a lot of water then we can really really talk about how you can find me but nah um yeah i mean it's just been really fun doing the podcast and <laughs> maybe you can find me through one of ashen's links if you really feel the need to <laughs> so we're so happy to have you on the show uh we liquored her up for this episode so she was extra honest for christians us christians do drink wine <laughs> she cleared it up for all the skeptics out there who are questioning christianity <laughs> they do drink wine <laughs> um and this has been a fun episode so catch me on the flip side bye y'all bye.